Welcome to Parker's MMA Show. If you want to learn about all things going down in the fight world, you've come to the right place. Each episode, your host, Parker Keene, will take a deeper dive into the always entertaining world of sanctioned fist fighting. Now here's your host, Parker Keene. All right, everybody, welcome back. Another episode of Parker's MMA Show. We have episode 81 here. Very special guest, our guy, Sadabu C., it's a 9-5-2 welterweight competing in the PFL's 170-pound division. He has competed in all three seasons of the PFL, and he is a former kickboxing world champion. We're catching up with Sadabu ahead of his upcoming bout August 13th against former PFL world champion Magomed Magomed Karimov. Uh, Sadabu, the man they call the Swedish Denzel Washington, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you for having me, guys. I love the introduction. Of course. So, you know, whenever we have a first-time guest on the show here, Sadabu, we like to talk about kind of where they came from. So you're a man who grew up in Sweden. What was life like growing up? Uh, yeah, exactly. So I grew up in Stockholm, Sweden. Uh, and, uh, uh, yeah, it was good. It was good, to be honest. Like, martial arts wasn't in my in my mindset when I grew up. Like, I, w- I, w- I was going to be a soccer player <laughs> when I... Uh, when I grew up, I always loved sports, and like, uh, and then I just because because of a friend, uh, I just stumbled into kickboxing, and uh, the rest is history. So Sadabu, it's my understanding you were you were a pretty uh, prolific youth player when you were growing up playing you know soccer or football as they call it over there, and you know at age fifteen you kind of make the transition over to martial arts. How how does that happen? What tell us the story of kind of your transition from soccer into martial arts yeah so so it was it wasn't planned like in school yeah, i had i had a friend uh, that was training with uh, with raleigh uh, my my first coach and he's still my coach today uh, and he was on me always he was like yeah you should come and train you should, come, you should try kickboxing right and i was like nah i'm playing soccer i'm playing soccer right and then i was i was gonna switch teams and just because, like, in between me switching teams, I just tried one session of kickboxing, and I forgot all, all, all about soccer. So it was just a fluke. It was, it was literally, my plan was to, to, to continue playing soccer. Talk a little bit about um, your experience fighting with the European kickboxing um, championships, and kind of, was that your first time competing on kind of that big of a stage in athletics? Uh, so, so what happened was I I, I fought for uh, the national team in kickboxing and in Muay Thai, right? So we went all over the place. Uh, we went for a, a fight, a fight. I've been fighting in European championships and world championships, uh, and for me, that's that's why like when when people look at my record and see like yeah he has like let's say for instance when I started in PFL I had like seven or eight fights. But I had like 80 pro, uh, not 80, 80 kickboxing and Muay Thai fights. So for me, I going through that gave me a lot of experience. And uh, when it came to kickboxing and Muay Thai, like striking, uh, so I, I felt like I found myself, and I found I, I knew how 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 I wanted to fight, and I knew what I wanted to do. I knew like each round how much how much I'm gonna 
like in the output for, for each round, like because I've, I've, I've done it so much, so many times. Uh, and uh, so for MMA, it took me a while to just find myself, find, 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 like, find out like how I wanna look and how I wanna fight, and uh, and um, it's still, it's still a, uh, it's still an ongoing process. But I, I feel so much more comfortable and so much better. Like uh, Sadabu today would cross Sadabu one year ago. Talk, talk a little bit about that. Obviously, you had a long career as a Muay Thai and a Muay Thai fighter and a kickboxer. What are some of your most proud moments um, of that time? You know, leading up to your MMA start. Uh, so uh, I became world champion in kickboxing three times and in Muay Thai one time. Of course, those are the, those are gonna be like the the, the top of the list, right? Uh, and then I had some. Some nice, like knockouts. That 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 that's that's always nice, you know, to to have a nice finish because I always try to look for the for the nice finish. Um, but just to like to be able to come from Sweden, right? And I've been to so many countries and so many places that I would never ever be uh, go to if if it weren't for for the fighting, right? Uh, and that's something that that's uh, nobody can take away from me, right? And, and uh, uh, so that's a really, uh, really nice uh, thing about like being in, in the national team for, for kickboxing. So obviously you were super successful at kickboxing and in Muay Thai. Why did you decide to transition to MMA? So to be honest, at that point, around 2010, 2011, 2012, um, I was fighting, uh, my, my walk around weight was around like 85 kilos, right? So in K1, uh, which was the biggest organization at that point, you had heavyweights and you had K1 max, that was like 70 kilos, which is like 155 for heavyweight. So I was a little bit in between. So my, my, my thought process was, I'm going to continue with kickboxing and Muay Thai and just add MMA to be able to get more fights and, and see like where the biggest opportunity is gonna be. So my goal wasn't to, and my plan I should say, wasn't to not not, not compete anymore in kickboxing or more Thai. Uh, but yeah, here we are. Since I started, I have I've only done MMA since then. What was your first experience grappling like? I imagine someone who is a decorated kickboxer like yourself, the MMA striking is probably even rudimentary for you, but I imagine the uh, the grappling, what was that like uh, the first time you got on the mats? Oh, my God. It was it was so humbling, to be honest, right? Uh, because, like, not only grappling, but MMA in general. Because for me, like, like probably most of the strikers that, hasn't, that haven't done MMA, thinking about going into MMA, I was just like, yeah, as soon as he's going to go for a take, then I'm just going to throw a knee, right? And then, like, if he, if he takes me down, I'm just going to stand up. Like, like in my mind, that, that, was, that, was, that was the mindset I had. And, uh, and that was the mindset I, w- I went into MMA with. So when, I, when me and Raleigh, my first coach, we went to Pancrase Gym uh, to, to start MMA, I already had my first pro fight booked four, four months later before I even had my first MMA session. <laughs> yeah. So, 
so talk so about for it. Yeah. Yeah. You just went for it. You dove right in and you said, uh, you know, I don't I don't need this takedown defense. I'm I'm coming to take your head off and that's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was so funny because like when I watched when I watched the, that that fight like I had no idea what I was doing in the grappling and the grappling department. Like like he was he was he was uh, uh, I didn't know which which way to turn when like when he tried to take me down and stuff like that. Like it was it was brutal, but like my mindset was because my manager at that point he asked me he was like, so I can give you a 10-0 record and uh, and build you up and stuff like that. I'm like, come on, man! I've been fighting the toughest guys. Uh, I'm not looking for that, and I don't have the time to. After three years, I'm gonna start fighting real guys, right? Uh, let's just go in there and we we. Uh, so my goal was I'm, I'm training for each fight I had. I wasn't training for that specific opponent. I was training to get better in MMA. So I wasn't, I, I didn't game plan. I didn't like watch my opponent because I'm, my thing was just like, I'm, I need to get better. And I'm 26 now when I started with MMA. So I don't, I don't have time to, to, to do the like amateur thing and, and like build up the record and stuff like that. I'm like, no, just, just go in there. I don't want to end up like in four years and be like, oh, now I'm going to start fighting a tough guy. And I'm happy with that. What, from that time leading up, obviously, to your opportunity at the PFL, what was one of your, your favorite stories from that time? <laughs> Say that again. From from what? Uh, so on throughout your regional career, what what is one of your favorite stories or something that sticks out to your mind that you remember from that time before you got the opportunity in, in the NFL? Yeah, in, in MMA. In, in, in MMA. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I have one. So I fought a guy. I fought in a Swedish um, uh, organization called Superior Challenge. I fought a guy from UK. Uh, and uh, um, I, I'm, I was so happy because he he had during the during the ceremonial way he was he, he started to like shove me and and like point fingers to me and stuff like that right so I got uh, I was just like yeah I'm gonna <laughs> wait until tomorrow right. And uh, uh, as soon as we got into the cage, uh, like I, I was, I was so fired up. And uh, I, I have really long legs, right? So I kicked him, uh, I kicked him, and he blocked the kick. And we were standing, I kicked, kicking this, and he was putting his face, facing forward, like, yeah, kick again, kick again. And he didn't realize that he was, he was standing too close. So, so he, he put his head in front and, and tried to mock me, and I just gave him a left kick. And he, he fell asleep. So that was that was actually the the favorite moment leading up to PFL. I believe. I actually saw that highlight today. That was a great one. <laughs> yeah, it was like I believe it was like uh, if it was forty seconds into the fight or maybe one minute forty seconds. I don't remember. It was really early into the fight, and uh, I managed to break his arm and knock him out in like <laughs> in like yeah maybe less than two minutes. So I was happy with that one. Yeah, it's actually my next question is about that fight. So you fight against David Round. He kind of gets in your face. He's he's talking a bunch of smack, and you knock him out, right? And then you really go viral, right? Like, what is it like when you have MMA legends like Uriah Faber and Chris Cyborg that are 
posting videos of your fight and talking about your fight? Like, how does that, how does that feel for you? Who's, you know, at the time, you know, less than five MMA fights in your career, I believe. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, like for me, for me, of course it was fun. And it was, it was like, I, uh, I appreciated it. I really did. Uh, but for me, I've always, like, when I started with MMA, just like I said, the, 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 the way that I started, like, booking a fight before my first practice, like, I saw, I saw myself, like, not, not, not necessarily being here, but I, I, it wasn't shocking for me because I, I put in, I, I was like, I'm, I'm going to put in the work and, and uh, everything is going to fall in, fall in place after that. So, so it wasn't shocking for me, but it was very nice and very fun, of course. So tell us a little bit about how did you end up in the PFL? Yeah, so so my management uh, manager at the time was Sweden called Magdi. Uh, he had uh, 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 like a collaboration with a with a manager in uh, from Moment Managers called Nima, uh, and uh, so I believe that they were talking about uh, like. If they needed a, a middleweight to 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 that they could put in, in the tournament, uh, and so he just called me. He was like, "Yeah, I I might have a big opportunity for you, uh, the big the, the opportunity that we that we've been waiting for, right?" Uh, and uh, I was like, "Cool." And he was like, "Yeah, but if, if we do this, you need to, uh, so we, we need to sign with with Nima, and so him and Nima is gonna be my managers together." And I was like, "Cool, <laughs> get me the contract. I'll sign." I signed with whoever she wants, uh, and uh, so so I got the information, and then it took a couple of months, and I was just like, "This is it sounds too good to be true, right?" Because going from fighting for the regional um, regional organizations to to fight for a big organization, and like the everything is so much bigger, the the the, the fight purse, the the interest regarding the fights, like everything was so much bigger, and everything was what I've been waiting for, what I've been training for, but I, it, it just came from out of the blue, so I was like, oh, I hope this is not too good to be true, right? Like a million dollars for each weight class, like, it sounded, it sounded crazy. So, obviously, you get into the PFL, you get to the first season, you make it all the way to the semifinals, and, and you kind of lose a, a heartbreaker right in the semifinals. What was your biggest lesson coming out from that first season in the PFL? What was my biggest? Say that again. What was your biggest lesson that you learned after after your semifinal run in that first season in 2018? Yeah, uh, like I I I knew uh, like because it was four fights in like how long? Four fights, maybe four months, something like that. Uh, which was very very hard. It was hard to to deal with the ups and downs that comes with our, with, with like fighting, like with preparing for a fight, all the mental. Like it was it was it was tough to stay stay balanced. Right after 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 because my first fight I lost the decision, and then my second fight I won I, I won on a nice knockout, and then I'm not even because I I can't even celebrate that one because in six weeks it's the playoffs so it was it was hard to to know like how 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 to like put my training 
how much should I do? Can, can I go full? Because it's like back to back to back training camps and stuff like that. So it was tough uh, dealing with like injuries and stuff like that, just because I didn't know how to how 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 to uh, like schedule my training because it was I wasn't used to fighting that many times uh, on that short of time. Plus, on the playoffs, you at that point you were fighting twice in one night, which means you fight and you prepare for one guy, and then you have the other quarterfinals. You try to see like, okay, who do you think is gonna come out from that 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 side, and uh, try to have an idea on, okay, if and when you fight that guy, how how do you gonna do during like with that? But you can't look past your first. Uh, like your first opponent, so it was it was like uh, it was good for me to like go through that process and take all that with me. Uh, we got a lot of we got a good receipt on like what we should work on and and uh, build on for the next season. Uh, and uh, I could say the same thing for the next season leading up to this season. Like it was very 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 uh, like the the lessons that I learned. Uh, during the first two seasons, have brought me to where where I'm at, where I am today, and, and me and my team are very very honest with each other. Uh, I'm, I don't need I don't need guys just telling me uh, what I want to hear. Uh, they telling me what I need to hear and what I need to work on. When I'm, and like uh, and that's what I've done. And I believe that uh, we're we're on the right track. Uh, yeah. In the in the 2019 season, you have a fight in the quarterfinals against Ray Cooper the third, right? And it's a it's a pretty controversial draw, right? Do you still think about that fight? Obviously, Ray Cooper eventually becomes the champion. He gets the million dollar check, and you were the guy who gave him the hardest time the whole season. Do you think a little bit like I was maybe robbed of this paycheck of this title, or have you kind of let it go at this point? No, so so that was, to be honest, one of the toughest pills for me to swallow. Not because of that, but because I didn't perform up to my standard. Like, uh, I I was already looking at the semifinals because I was so happy with the matchup with Ray Cooper because I he's he's an amazing fighter. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to take him down by any means, but. I, I know that if I if I do what I'm supposed to do, I'm gonna be here. And uh, and also like it, during that fight, it was tough because I I, I clearly need him and uh, in in the belly and and he lost his breath and uh, he uh, he said that it was a low blow which it, which it wasn't. But that's that that's part of the game, right? So I for me I just accepted it and and I took took whatever whatever good with me and whatever bad I I worked on uh, and uh, you're never going to see a fight like that for me again. So obviously you've taken these lessons during your third season and you have a, a huge opportunity here coming up against Magomed Magomed Karamov who is a former champion in this organization. What excites you about this matchup coming up? Uh, yeah, just like you said, he's a former champion. He hasn't lost in PFL. Uh, he's he's a he's a very good fighter. He's a very very uh, uh, he can he can do he can do it all. Like he 
He can strike, he can wrestle, he can grapple. He's, he's good uh, on all on all the different like. Uh, yeah, he, he has he has a, he has a big. Uh, uh, how do you say? His arsenal is big. Uh, but what increased me the most is actually like he hasn't lost. So I'm gonna be the first the first person giving him a loss, and I believe I'm gonna make it look pretty easy. So Sadabu, so obviously, you know, you obviously believe that you're going to be the PFL champion in 2021. You're going to have the million dollar check, the welterweight belt. If if you don't win it, right? If we take you out of it, who do you think is the biggest challenger for that belt in the current welterweight division? That's not even like I can't even answer that question because my my, my brain doesn't let me go there. Sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> All right, let's transition here a little bit. Let's talk about the PFL format in general. Is there one thing that you would change about the way they have it currently set up? Oh, that's tough because, like, I believe that what they've done now with uh, only four fights and not fighting twice a day uh, is, is going to be a benefit for the better fighter. With that being said, I'm not going to sit and say that, like, previous seasons, the, the best fight hasn't won. Like, that's not what I'm trying to say. But uh, only have one fight to prepare for, uh, it's, it's a big difference, right? It makes a difference. It's the same for everybody, but, like, my first season, if you look at the, the guy I fought in the semifinals and you look at his quarterfinals and you look at my quarterfinals, <laughs> the, 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 the commentators... They were saying that he had a sparring match, and I was going uh, like tough fight against uh, Bruno Santos, right? Uh, and that's that's part of the game, and we know we knew it going in, heading into it, right? But like, uh, I prefer I prefer this, although the experience and like the lessons I got from fighting twice in one night uh, is something that I always gonna uh, have with me, and like. Um, I think I grew from that. Let's let's talk a little bit. So, oh yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna ask you. In addition to that, we ask all the fighters this. But what what is the biggest problem you see with modern MMA, and what would be your solution to fix it? Oh, that would be uh, eye pokes for sure. Uh, uh, and and I was for the first time in my career. Uh, in my first fight this season, uh, I, it was an eye poke that that ended ended that fight, and it, it became a no contest, which was uh, which is very 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 tough because you have two fight two fights to get points, right? Uh, so so that that's for sure. And then like there should be like the judging uh, and the scoring should be more like. It shouldn't be like okay, uh, these judges are, are, they 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 pay a lot of attention to grappling. These they pay a lot of attention to uh, striking. These pay a lot of attention to pressure. These pay a lot of attention to doing damage. Like there should be a more strict like this and this and this is the way we're gonna we're gonna uh, judge, and everybody has to follow. Like because nowadays. I believe it's there's there's so many fights like 
which is so tough to 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 score because you don't know how. Like after a fight, people are always watch me, ask me like after a close fight, like who do you think won? And I'm like, I think that person, but it could be it could be the other guy won. Like and he always and and it was he he won every round on a five round fight because because of the way the judges uh, score in that particular event. And then the next event, the same fight, the same exact, like, the, it looks exactly the same. It's going to be five rounds to the other guy. Uh, that's tough. I, I have no idea how, 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 we can, how we can do it, like, how we, what, what we can do to make it better. Uh, maybe have fighters uh, that, uh, as refs, like, or, or at least people that, that have been uh, not, not, maybe professional fighters but have been have more experience and knowing like uh, all the situ like all, all the positions and stuff like that better. I don't know. Um, what about you? What do you what do you guys think? Billy, I'll let you take that. <laughs> sure. I, I mean for me the biggest problem is weight cutting and, and I, I get very nervous watching you guys dehydrate the way that you guys do and then getting in there and, and having, you know, your head kinda knocked in and I would like to see the same way that you guys are drug tested. I would just like to see you guys weighed and hydration tested similar to the way that we do kind of like wrestling here um, so that you guys can fight at a more natural weight because it's a lot of guys that weigh the same and then, you know, cut all this weight, cut all this water for no reason, and they should just kind of fight at their natural weight, in my opinion. To be honest, the weight cut that I'm going through now made me forget about the weight cutting. So I'm, <laughs> so I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> so I'm gonna, so I'm gonna, yeah, that that's 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 the perfect, uh, the perfect answer on that to that question. I can't, I can't for my life understand why two guys are gonna drop 15 pounds or whatever the case may be and meet up in, let's say for instance, I, I walk around at 190 or 185, and me and Magomed are gonna we both walk around at 185, let's say. Why should both of us go down to 170 and fight? And just like you said, high, like the, with, with everything with the uh, hydration part, and then you're gonna take like uh, punishment to the head. Like I, I, I it's stupid to me. Uh, and the drug testing, it's, it's it has to, it has to. Be. What do you what do you think the best solution to the weight cut problem is? Maybe make more weight classes, or like Billy said, maybe implement some hydration testing. So. It, I, I would, I would, I would love to see more weight classes. Let's say, for instance, we have 145, 55, 65, 75, 85, 95, 205, uh, whatever. So each 10 pounds, we have a weight class, right? But I was actually talking with the team about this like, like yesterday, and we were like, if you force, like, if you, for instance, say that, okay, I'm gonna weigh in at 171, but when I fight. I can't be more than 175 or, or something like that. We have if you have a cap, uh, then you would force everybody to not cut weight, even if you have the weight class. Oh, sorry, the the the, the weights the day before, uh, or we just have to do just like we said with the wrestling that you do the weights just just the the same day. That's the, that's how you do it in wrestling, right? Yeah, and you have to pass a hydration test on that day too. So you can't dehydrate yourself to lose the weight. You have to do it with exercise and diet. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. 
I don't want you living in the sauna, Sadabu. I want you living in the gym, right? Like, I want to see the best version of you, and I just don't think a dehydrated version is the best, right? Not only a dehydrated, like, like at one point of time, it felt like the, the competition is about who has the best nutritionist, which is, like, it's stupid. Do you, do you notice, like, from your kickboxing and Muay Thai career to your MMA career, um, I would assume in kickboxing and Muay Thai you didn't have to deal with the weight cuts as much. Do you notice? Do do you notice a, a big drop in your performance or your energy or how you feel going in there? Some like sometimes it's like it's 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 gonna affect you. And and if 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 if, some, if people say that it, that it doesn't, uh, they they just they just like like. Uh, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to understand that if you can, if you can fight at the weight that you that you are walking around at, and you don't need to drop 10, 15, 20 pounds and then go up again and compete. Of course, your your body is gonna react better. So yeah, you feel it. But but I'm never gonna use it as a as an excuse. I'm never gonna use it as a reason for me not performing well because I sign I signed the contract and I. I I know that I can I can make 170. So if if I make it, if, if the if the weight cut is tough, it's, it's because I made it tough. All right, let's transition a little bit here. I want to know how did you get the nickname the sweetest Denzel Washington? <laughs> yeah, so actually it was PSL that gave me that one. So what happened was when we when we met the first time, we had a car wash in Orlando. Uh, where we like did the interviews and we were t uh, at that point uh, we were with NBC Sports and um, uh, so we met we met up with them and uh, the team from PFL and and uh, I'd, I've done two movies in Vietnam right and Denzel Washington is my favorite uh, actor so I was talking about when I went to the to the movie premiere for my for the first movie I was in right. And they were like, yeah, how was it? I was like, yeah, I, I, I was so hyped, but I have to be honest, there wasn't no Denzel Washington, right? And from, <laughs> and then, like, walking into my next fight, they were like, the Swedish Denzel Washington. I was like, what? And then I was like, let's ah, just run with it. <laughs> so they actually, they actually asked me for season two if they could continue using it. I was like, yeah, you, if you feel like it's going to be good, go for it. Like, I don't it doesn't matter for me, but it's fun. Did you have another nickname before that? No, I didn't. Just first and last name. All right, um, talk to talk to me. I asked all the fighters about this, but talk to me a little bit about the mental aspect of the fight game. What are some things that you do in particular to keep your mind sharp, especially you know fighting in a season format like in the PFL? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's uh, to be honest, it's it's. It's a little bit different fighting in PFL, but like at the same time, preparing for a fight is is, is gonna be the same. So what for me is just like I need to I need to always stay 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 in, like in shape. I need to always stay close to weight. I need to always, which is grueling because I like for instance now I'm, this is the third time I'm cutting weight since April, um, which is tough, right? Plus you need to like. Plus you need to prepare for 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 the playoffs. So for me, I've always I've always said that like if you if you the mind is 80 90 percent of of the fight, and, and 
I, I truly believe that. So uh, during this process, like the weight cut can break people, right? For instance, uh, and uh, and just like for me, knowing that, like I I've, I've been I've been preparing well. I've been doing everything that I should have been done uh, leading up to the fight. That actually gives me the best mental strength because I don't have to go into the fight thinking like, okay, shit, I need to finish this fight in the first round because I don't have what it, I don't have three rounds in me. So to be able to prepare for the fight and uh, uh, is is uh, it's very 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 important and that's why. So the training gives me the mental strength, I guess. All right. What is the best advice you have ever received about fighting or just life in general? Oh wow. Oh, that was a big one. Oof, that's tough. Like, I think uh, my coach is sitting here next to me. Uh, yeah, he's 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 asleep. Uh, so, so before my first fight in in, in kickboxing, I, I I trained maybe four months before I had my first fight and uh, he actually told me he was like you know what before the night before the fight you should think about being in the in the uh, that tomorrow you're gonna fight Mike Tyson so when you dream you fight Mike Tyson and you're gonna and you kick his ass so I was like okay so I, was, I kicked hell the shit out of him uh, the whole night and then I woke up and the guy that stood ahead of me I'm like I just kicked my Stysel's ass <laughs> this guy's gonna be easy uh, and I carry that with me uh, so now I actually like uh, when I watch my opponents and uh, prepare for a fight and I'm thinking like they have to watch my fights and I'm watching their fights and I would rather be me preparing for them than them preparing for me and that's, that, that always helps me as well alright so you're now 34 years old, you've got, you know, 80 or so or more MMA, Muay Thai, kickboxing fights. What would be your best advice to the next generation of fighters? Uh, that's, that's, it's so, it's so like, uh, it's a very like uh, wide, wide question. But for me, uh, I, I, like, Things came easy for me when it comes to uh, like the, the the technical. Like I I really I I, uh, I understood very quickly like what I needed to do to win the fights and stuff like that, right? Uh, but I haven't always trained as hard and been as dedicated as I am today. Uh, and with that being said, like I I thought that yeah, as long as I do enough to win. Um, I'm good, which I did, but uh, the like for me, it's not a, it's not even about that. It's about like doing myself, uh, putting myself in the best position by preparing the best the best way possible, and that's not only with the training, it's with the lifestyle, it's with everything. Like uh, like if you want to do this, you can't you can't think that you should you can uh, do this like half. Uh, half, uh, half, like one foot in, one foot out, right? Uh, you need to really dedicate yourself because it's we don't play. You don't play. You play soccer. You play basketball. You don't play MMA. Uh, I guess.
All right, uh, Sadabu, we, we try and end every interview with kind of our rapid fire segment here. I got five questions, just like a five round fight, and we try and keep it to stuff that's not necessarily about MMA, learn a little bit more about you. So I know you're a Swedish guy. I got five questions here, rapid fire about Sweden. So uh, let me know when you're ready. I'm ready. All right, first question. What is your favorite food from Sweden? Oh, from Sweden. Ah, that was a curveball. Uh, Sweden doesn't have any food culture, to be honest. Like, oh, oh uh, like there's like meat meatballs. Uh, I don't know what this, I don't know the name in in like. Uh, let's say meatballs. All right. Swedish, Swedish meatballs. Question two, other than yourself, who is your favorite athlete or celebrity from Sweden? I would say uh, Zlatan. I thought you were going to say that. Um, question three, if you are visiting Sweden as a tourist, what is something you absolutely must see or do? Uh, oh must see in Sweden. Yeah, that's hard. okay. Uh, you should go to the museum, but I don't know what this what, what the name of the museums. <laughs> we, have, we have a lot of like, we have like uh, a lot of famous museums, but I don't even I don't even know the names of them. But I, I can I can I turn the question and say that you should not come during the winter. <laughs> I actually, I lived in Denmark for six months and the winter is quite brutal in Scandinavia. So I agree. Um, question number four, what is a Swedish stereotype that you think is absolutely true? Uh, Swedish stereotype that I think is true, that Swedish women are most beautiful. Yeah. And then question number five. Oh, you would be remiss not to. Um, qu question five, what makes Sweden special for you? I have, I have my family there, uh, and that's, I don't need, I don't need no more than that. Like I have the people that I love and that loves me. So put me anywhere in the world with those people and I'm happy. That's beautiful. Well, Hey, that's all I have for you, Sadabu. Uh, you want to let the people know where they can find you on social media and then any shout outs you have. Yeah. So you can follow me on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, it's my full name, Sadibu C. Um, and, uh, uh, join, join the, uh, join the team. Uh, and, uh, we have a lot, a lot, a lot of work ahead of us and, uh, uh let's have some fun. Awesome. Well, that was episode 80, 81 of Parker's MMA show. Uh, I'm Billy Naden. This is Parker Keen. He's Sadabusi. Fight this Friday, August 13th. Future PFL welterweight champion. Sadabu, thanks a lot for coming on the show. Really appreciate the time. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Thanks for having me. I, 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 you need, I need to come back. Let's do it. Okay, sounds good. Next, next fight, we'll have you on. Let's do it. All right. Good luck, brother. Enjoy the beach. Appreciate you guys. All right. All right. All right. See you. Texas Trees is the premier tree care company in the DFW area. Whether you need basic maintenance or specialized services, when it comes to trees, we've got you covered. 
pruning, chipping, bracing, and cabling, even root barriers and disease control, we do it all. And if you aren't sure what you need, we have certified arborists on staff to point you in the right direction. Visit us at NorthTexasTrees.net. That's NorthTexasTrees.net. Thanks for listening to Parker's MMA Show. Take a moment to rate and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts and visit Parker Keen's MMA Show.podbean.com for additional information on Parker and to stay up to date on the latest drama in the fight world. For more information and important links about today's episode, check out the show notes.